0: the recovery first podcast is a podcast that helps highlight local initiatives in greenville south carolina and as well as on a national stage in the recovery communities here you will hear a wider range of topics surrounding addiction recovery and amazing advocates helping to make a difference in the recovery space if you or a loved one are struggling with substance use disorder please contact us today by calling 864-787-3798 or by visiting greenville.org. Now let's get ready to hear another amazing podcast with your host, Mike Todd. Okay, another recovery share. This is the Recovery First podcast. I'm your host, Mike Todd. Um, I tell you what, it's like uh, I'm sitting out on my porch. I did a little writing this morning, had a revelation. Uh, It's it's funny when I do writing and writing on my steps and just writing in general. When I put things down on paper, it, it, it really does reveal a lot to me and uh, I had one of those mornings it's like a symphony out here uh, you can you can hear the they really hear the crickets chirping like crazy and the the birds are are chirping also and I don't know if they're all communicating or what they're doing out here there's a lot of communication going on and um, which tells me how insignificant I am because none of it's about me it was just writing this morning and I came across a question and it's really a very simple question, but it it made me think that really the cornerstone of things, it, it's really about the cornerstone of things that I struggle with. It really is. And the question was, over what exactly am I powerless? And I've been pondering on that this morning. Um, this, is, this is really a big part of what I struggle with in my life it re- and in my recovery. It really is. I mean, in, in a big part of recovery is admitting, right? We talk about that. I talk about that uh, on these recovery shares. And so one thing that I need to admit is that I really struggle with things that I'm powerless over. So it asks the question, over what exactly am I powerless? And I just started jotting some things down. I am powerless over the actions of others, okay? Uh, I'm powerless over what others think of me. And sometimes it's not even what they think of me, it's what I think they think of me. It's amazing what my brain does. Um... I am powerless over people and animals uh, passing away loved ones. We had a uh, one of our beloved beloved dogs pass away yesterday and she struggled for several months and we took care of her and um, you know my wife would would change the little pads because a lot of times she couldn't make it outside and and, of course, I would uh, pick her up to walk her, take her outside. And, and you know, at some point yesterday, she just kind of laid down and she said, I'm not getting up and I don't want to eat. And we knew it was time. And it was really hard. It was really, really, really hard letting her go and accepting that it was time for her to go because we tried everything we could do to prolong and to fix and to make her comfortable. And at some point she said, you know what, I've had enough. And I'm, I was powerless over that. You know, I was struggling with that yesterday. I'm struggling with that. I think that's why I needed to see that question this morning over what am I powerless over. I'm powerless over people moving on um, in their lives. Sometimes I have people in my life and, you know, it's okay. It's just time. Um, for us to go in different directions. And um, I struggle with that. Like, you know, sometimes I just want people to be in my life forever, right? <laughs> I'm powerless over the ethics of others. Working in this industry and, and, and being in this uh, a space, as they call it, I guess, there is a lot of unethical stuff going on. I would honestly say that there's probably more unethical treatment centers, that there's probably more unethical recovery houses and programs than there are ethical ones. And I'm just going to tell you something. That really bothers me at times because I love, you know, these are people that I feel like I have, that I know that I have been led to serve. Um, and I hate to see them being exploited, but I'm but I'm powerless over the ethics of others. Okay, I'm not the ethical torchbearer uh, of, of of this industry. Not that important. I'm, I'm powerless over what people say about me, what they think of me. I'm powerless of. My wife's medical conditions and, and those struggles. And so today I'm acknowledging this and I'm and I'm and I'm admitting it, which is like like that's a hard word to say, isn't it? That was hard to get out. Admitting. Admitting. And you know what? Admitting takes action. I'm going to a meeting later this afternoon. I'm sure I'm gonna to talk to my sponsor about this. Um But and and this is something that we learn, like almost when we come in the door of recovery, we learn about being powerless. And you would think by now I would be better. (laughs) But I realize how deep this runs and how often I have to practice these principles in my life. And so as the birds chirp, crickets are sure chirping out here, um, acceptance, there we go with that word, and realizing that I have a long way to go and that, uh, I need to continue to write in this doggone book, and I need to continue to go to those meetings, and I need to continue to admit, and I need to continue to be honest with the men that are in my life that keep me accountable, that um, I need to continue to work on me and to focus on me because it's so easy to focus on the things that I'm powerless over. It really is. So, I don't know about you, but I'm getting better in spite of myself. If I continue to do these things, my life gets better. And so I'll continue to do that. And um, maybe you're searching for your pathway. Maybe you're just trying to figure everything out. And maybe you're struggling. I just want to say I love you. And I love one of the things I love to do is encourage people. And I hope that this encourages others and and one of the things that really really helps me in my recovery is to take action to do something to get in in my car and go to a meeting to pick up this to pick up my pencil and my paper to pick up the phone and call someone action helps me when i have these revelations and you know, I say this a lot. I'll probably do something on this. But I talk about how um, rude awakenings uh, bring on spiritual awakenings for me. And and I think some of this has been a little bit of a rude awakening is it really I've been trying to control things too much in my life. Um, that I'm, you know, that I and and when I and, and when I don't, when I'm not able to control those things, I get upset. I get I, I, ha- I can have a tendency to get angry. Um, and I can't stay here. That's just the thing. I can't stay here. And so I'm grateful for this Dad Gum book um, with all these questions in it that really bring about all this awareness. And so I'm going to sign off and... Uh, on Thursdays, we have a lot of really cool people in recovery that are working in recovery, um, that are doing things in the community, are doing these wonderful things. And we showcase them on Thursday nights. And so join us, 7.05 Thursday nights, Recovery First podcast. I hope this helps somebody. I know it helped me. And um, it's a great day to be in recovery. So 30 years ago when I first came into recovery, we didn't have recovery housing. If someone was seeking recovery and maybe coming to meetings and didn't have anywhere to live, we'd basically try to help them find somewhere to live. And, and that's how it all started. It, we all started basically living together and keeping each other accountable um, in recovery. Now as the years have gone through, Um, it's basically turned into an industry. And with that industry, there comes a lot of challenges. Um, There's quite a bit of exploitation. Um, You know, you're dealing with a very, very vulnerable population. So that's the reason that we started the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to help providers, to help other recovery housing operators, to help mentor them um, to help to advocate for them. And one of the things that we did right off the bat was we started getting on into all recovery housing in South Carolina. We were very fortunate to get a grant from the Clinton Foundation and some help from the Recovery Advocacy Project and Challenges Inc. and Favor Greenville. And, you know, all of them combined have helped the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to begin getting naloxone into all recovery housing in South Carolina and to help train their residents on the use of naloxone. We believe that is the first standard uh, that we need to accomplish in South Carolina. Recovery housing operators are a very valuable resource to those suffering from substance use disorder in South Carolina and we want to advocate for them train them, mentor, and just work with them with whatever needs that they may have. If you want to get in touch with us, it's screcoveryhousing.org.